Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. I got the stuff that you want. I got the thing that you need. I got more than enough to make you drop to your knees. Cause I'm the queen of the night. Listen, guys. I cheese this at the end of last episode. Hope you listen. Because as a part of me and Dolores birthday month celebration we are recapping our all-time favorite films delora how you doing today girl fantastic ashley i'm here for you okay i I appreciate you i got you next week though i got you (laughs) because guys delora's gonna let me do my thing as we recap the bodyguard oh Released on November 25th, 1992, grossed over $400 million worldwide, runtime a little over two hours, currently available to stream on HBO Max. According to Deadline, the film will return to the big screen to mark its 30th anniversary on Sunday, November 6th and Wednesday, November Whoa. 9th. Wow. The, the Bodyguard soundtrack to this day, is still the best-selling soundtrack of all time. It's kind of ridiculous. Tied for the 13th biggest-selling disc in U.S. history with 18 million-plus units. That's the power of Whitney Houston. Like, I just... (laughs) Whitney Houston has never missed when it comes to a film soundtrack. Never. The Preacher's Wife, The Bodyguard, Waiting to Exhale. Yes. Loved all of them, by the way. They never gave us Cinderella, but that's a whole nother story. Listen, and that would have been fire. Um, Period. Wait to exhale. We did recap that. So go back and take a listen. Yes, we did. And Cinderella. And Cinderella. In 2021, it was announced that a remake of The Bodyguard was on the horizon with Tony-nominated playwright Matthew Lopez attached to write the script. I'm not excited. I'm so sorry. And should we recap The Preacher's Wife for Christmas? We totally can. I wanted to this past year, remember? But it wasn't on any of the streaming services. Hmm. Preacher's Wife is one of my favorite holiday films. Watch it every year. Joy, joy to the world. Girl, I was just about to say that joy to the world is beyond. Whitney Houston has never missed on a film soundtrack. Okay, guys. Quick summary. An ex-Secret Service agent falls for his client, an actress slash singer, someone once dead before the Academy Awards. Cast Winnie Houston as Rachel Marin, Kevin Costner as Frank Farmer, Bill Cobbs as Devaney, Gary Kemp as Cy, Michelle Lamar Richards as Nikki, Christopher Burt as Henry, Mike Starr as Tony, Devon Nixon, what up, Fletcher? And Thomas Arana as Portman. 
Kevin Costner also served as a producer on this, which makes a lot of sense because he has said over the years that he was not going to do this project with anybody else. He waited for Whitney. She was insecure. Who else could have done this? I at the time, nobody, baby. Nobody. And I don't know if you remember this, but he had talked about if they had done a sequel, they wanted it to be with Princess Diana before she passed. So really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that one. Yeah. All right. Reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, 35% critic score. Fuck y'all. 64% audience score, but 81% of Google users gave this film a thumbs up. Delora, what is your grade for The Bodyguard? Am I allowed to speak my truth in this moment? Absolutely you are. Absolutely. This is my favorite film. It does not have to be yours. (laughs) The Bodyguard, 1992. I am basing it off of my most recent watch of it. I give this film a B plus. Okay. What saved this film was the soundtrack and elements of nostalgia. But this is an even peak Kevin Costner in terms <laughs> of his fineness. Okay. I didn't know you had a thing for Kev. I don't have a thing for him, but he's, I'm not blind. How about that? <laughs> Got Kevin it. JFK? <sighs> Got it. Him, even now in freaking Yellowstone, is like, okay, great, Silver Fox, you know. Um, <laughs> not Pete Kevin Costner, so I couldn't really get into it the way I probably would have liked to, because you know me, I love a romance moment. Yeah. And as much as I love Whitney Houston, her acting was rough. Really? In some parts. And I don't know if it was a mixture of her acting and me just simply not liking Rachel. Yeah, she was not. She wasn't great. She was abrasive, (laughs) right? Yeah, Rachel wasn't great. But the beauty of Whitney, the talent, the singing. And then, of course, this movie has always had a, you know, a soft spot, spot in my heart i have to say re-watching it again there are elements in my youth that i completely missed by a mile by a mile yes but yeah can't wait for this discussion that's the great thing about getting to see movies at different points in time in your life i know i've said this before but there's so many things you pick up over the years even every time i watch this movie i talk about something a little bit differently or i think about it a little (laughs) bit differently because i've I think in this movie, when he goes to the movies with her, he says something like he's seen the movie that they went and saw like 62 times. And that was so much for her. She would be in shock at how many times I've watched this movie. I used to watch this movie so many times. I swear I was going to burn out our um, our little player, our little uh, thing that, you know, rewinds movies back in the day. I was going to burn. It was a little car. It was so cute. I was going to burn this that out. It was absolutely not a children's movie. It was not. And I, I talked to my mother about this recently. I said, you know, it was something that y'all was letting me watch The Bodyguard back in 1992. She was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I was like, I mean, it was some sex. It wasn't bad, bad sex scenes. But I was in love with Whitney Houston as a kid. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that they allowed my fandom 
to, you know, stick with her different projects that she did. Because as y'all must know by now, my grade is an A++++, right? It's my favorite movie. And there was a period of time <laughs> where I started feeling embarrassed to say it just because at this point with the level of movie love that I have, I know that there are so many better made, better storyline, all of that. But I think the thing that still resonates with me so much is to your point, the talent the nostalgia of it all but what mm-hmm. I just mentioned like I've grown and seen it in so many forms as I've grown in my life so it's still I still find it pleasurable every single time I watch it my mom I swear she gonna kill me but last night she almost cried at the end of this movie I was like mom Aww. you would think we have not seen this movie a million times so you but- think they had good chemistry then I think they had good chemistry well that's the last point I was gonna make was as a kid it didn't even dawn on me that this was a relationship between a white man and a black woman, right? Yes. That it was, was never deal. mentioned, that yes. it was not even a thing. That didn't right. even occur to me as a child, that the way it obviously does now right. as an adult. So, yeah, I thought they had good chemistry, though. Did, what did you think about their chemistry? We can start it with was, that. It was just fine, in they my didn't opinion. Ha- See, the kissing at the era of the era, though, was trash to me. Was like, that kiss- trash, yeah, right? Yeah, that was hard. The, the, the fake give me a kiss situation, which was like cheeks on top of cheeks. I don't know. I, but I don't that, know. that look she gives him when they first meet smoldered. I was like, oh. So there oh. were moments where I thought she did great. That first meeting, yes. Chemistry, I think they, I think they had it. But again, I'm biased. So <laughs> less spoiler alert for anybody who has somehow, if you plan to not watch the bodyguard, spoiler alert, as we get into the good, good of this film. So we start the film off with a bang, literally, as we meet the bodyguard, Frank Farmer, who just had to save his latest client's life. Frank's philosophy is not to stay in one position too long as he says his feet go to sleep. But for $3,000 a week, Frank is persuaded to take a meeting with Girl. movie star and singer Rachel Marin. He has said he didn't do celebrities. You must be very deadly for three grand a week, though, which is like 150K back in 1992. A lot of money. He was not impressed with her current security staff or her, quite frankly. Turns out Rachel wasn't worried at all about her security. She'd been shielded by her staff from death threats and break in and a break in at her house. So let's let's get into this initial scene and what you were thinking. What'd you think about this meeting and this introduction? What did I think about this meeting and introduction? I think they were just establishing the characters, right? Like she's the artist. She's obviously Queen B. I am surprised that she didn't take her security as serious as one at her caliber would need. Yeah. But, you know, he was the brooding bodyguard, you know what I mean? And I don't blame him for not wanting to work for someone who didn't understand his value because obviously he's extremely valuable based off his experience and paycheck. (laughs) Guys, he worked for the Secret Service. I mean, he's gone into personal security. Absolutely can't do better than frank but the fact that her staff didn't tell her that someone came into her house relieved themselves on her sheets like what the 
Really? Yeah. I'm going to need for you to tell me. Thanks. I would agree. I think that Sai in particular really bothered me throughout this film in terms of his level of trying to control the narrative, not only around Rachel, but of Rachel herself, right? You're trying to shield her so much, but it's not because you care about her. In my opinion, it was because you cared about the gains that you would make based off of her being in the dark. And I think that's a great point because I think throughout the film, it's like, how do you move without being paralyzed by fear, right? Yeah. Well, I think you still need to have a healthy dose because Rachel, at this point, <laughs> Tony, my my one guy, Tony, has been my security and I think we've done just fine. Girl, if you only knew the half of it, right? Right. Um, I love this initial introduction and meeting because I love the, we get to see kind of the assessment that Frank is making of everything and of the yes. situation, you know what I mean? Yes. Testing the waters. And it was even worse than I think he had expected. So thank God for Devaney, who was able to convince him to stick around. Um, and he decided to take the gig after he realized the extent of everything that had gone on. Rachel was very particular about her son, Fletcher, and him not being affected by anything. But Fletcher knew exactly who Frank was when they met. My guy was not yes. dumb. <laughs> okay. Yes. You must be the bodyguard. Parents do a disservice trying to quote unquote hide and shield their children because children are intelligent. Yes. Yes. Give them the benefit of the doubt until proven wrong. Okay. You'd be surprised. Absolutely. Frank seems transfixed when he watches Rachel in a video for I want to run to you, girl. Do you think he was recognizing her talent? Or had he started falling for his client? I think he is a red-blooded American. (laughs) And she is not an ugly woman. So I think... Not at all. I don't think that was... Because let's keep it real. It's one thing to be attractive and wanting to bang. And it's another thing to fall in love. So I feel like he was fascinated by her talent. And he was fascinated by her beauty. I, to this day, have still tried to figure out how I felt about this scene. For one, why was the music so loud? To this day, every time I watch this movie, that's what I think. Because one could say he was shocked because the way that he makes it seem, he wasn't into any of this stuff. So he didn't know who she was. He had never seen her perform. And if you're seeing Winnie Houston perform for the first time, hell yeah, that's probably going to be the look on your face. You know what I mean? So there's that. But then also, I do think that there was that attraction. I think there was that spark of, and I also wondered, was it the first time he's seeing a level of vulnerability from Rachel? Because in that Mm. video, she's in the white, she's running, (laughs) the lyrics to the song make her sound like she needs you. You know what I mean? And Rachel kind of had a harder outer shell than that, that she presented the few times that they had interacted so far. So Mm. that was my thought was like, oh, this is, you know, you a man and you like, oh, I'm seeing this softer side to this woman and it's beautiful. So I just had to ask, Rachel's safety issues come to a head at an impromptu gig at a local club. She was finally told about the threats and almost opted not to perform, almost. 
Frank had to ultimately rescue her from the crowd. Were you surprised, talking about a star of her caliber, that she went to this club with such so little security precautions and then that the show went on? No, because I feel like, I don't know if it's very clear in the film, but I, I think there's an element when it comes to some of the celebrities when they're on the rise that they don't gauge appropriately, like how much, you know, impact they're making in terms of like, yeah, you're going to definitely need a bigger boat. You know what I mean? But she's not even on the rise. She is there. She is a star at this point. But when it comes to security issues too, if it is impromptu, you're less likely to plan for, you know, threaten things along those lines. So I think, I think she was just trying to wing it, frankly, (laughs) like, Let's go ahead and get, you know, make the surprise gig, give the people what they want. But obviously when keeping it real goes wrong, right? Yeah. She looked great though. These ensembles in this film. Honestly, that is with my rewatch. And obviously I've since seen this movie from my initial watch when I watched it when I was under 10 years old. (laughs) (laughs) But that scene always sticks out to me, like out of the whole movie, that particular one, um, and then the him picking her up, that just is like cinched in my brain. And that is the movie poster, the main movie poster, yeah. him, him having her in his arms. This was definitely poor judgment, in my opinion, on everybody's part. Like, I think that everybody should have been a little bit more insistent. I understand she's the boss, though. She's a star. And if she decides this is what she wants to do, I know there's not actually any stopping her. But this, I mean, this was chaotic. Even security at the club couldn't do crowd control with the way that this situation went. You know, you have a stalker. He literally sent you a letter at the club while you were there it just was a failure across the board on my part and not on my part, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm glad that she was able to make it out of situation, but you know, I was thinking his last couple watches, Frank probably would have got sued today though. Cause he was kicking some people in the face. He was doing Listen. everything he had to do to get sis out that club. But I mean, that's what made him get at his job. Right. It's like by any means necessary. He sure did earned everybody's respect that night including tony in one of my favorite scenes you like that girl frank frank said i don't want to talk about this again after he threw a knife at his head because him and tony i get that they rubbed up against each other because tony feels like frank is replacing him as security but you could learn so much from frank and your ego yep initially didn't allow for that because you thought you had everything covered so true he had to he had to show show you who the fuck you were messing with just one good time <laughs> rachel after this night turns very sweet and makes a move on frank and asks him out on a date and shockingly he says yes i wrote this in my notes i didn't know that she was the one to ask him on a yes. date um and never really processed. I'm like, oh, so she's the one out here talking about, hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> they did a little movie. They went to dinner. They did a little dancing. And back to Frank's house. What I didn't realize 
was I Will Always Love You was their first date. Yes, it was. Wink, wink. Had no idea in terms of like it registered like, oh, there we go. This is why I mean so much. Wink, wink, baby. And the original variation or version that Dolly Parton intended. Right. The next morning, Frank turns stone cold, says he made a mistake getting involved with his client. Delora, why this sudden epiphany after the deed is already done? Because he's gone and he doesn't like not having control. She put it on him. I'm going to tell y'all what, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, I was on Frank's side, right? I was a child. I was like, this woman is, is tripping. Why is she so upset? Had no idea. As a grown woman, Frank is trash for this. 180. Like, you didn't even give me my morning cuddles. Like, she woke up full glow. She woke up in a playful, cute little mood. You, could, you couldn't let her have this, or you couldn't at least come at your reaction and response in a different way, Frank? I felt some type of way. I know that it seems like Rachel is going to be tripping hereafter, but let's remember this moment, people. Let's remember why. Because <laughs> she came at him hard, though, post this. It was rough. She about to, she about to show, show up and show out for damn sure. Because off to Miami we go to charity events at the famous Fountain Blue Hotel. Rachel looked stunning. I, that crystal dress, <laughs> uh, still still gets me every time. But she was still pissed at Frank and tried to make him jealous by hooking up with his fellow bodyguard and former colleague Portman in the middle of the party. Was it worth it though? Like it was not. I, I was like, I know you're obsessive, but really. It was not. It was just not even a good look. Like, no. And you can have any of these men. This the one? Portman? Ew. Frank was ready to quit at the end of this trip. She tried him a couple times. She disappeared on a little shopping trip. He ended up beating up a little innocent man in the kitchen. Listen, it was rough. Do you think Rachel went too far? She was out here calling him Debbie and that you work for me. I literally <laughs> put in my notes. I was like, girl, please. Him out here randomly picking fights with people. I think he I, may have beat that man to death too if his wife hadn't stopped him. But again, that's, that's that jealousy. This is part of the reason why her acting was rough for me. It, I didn't know because it was so like, you're such a deadbeat. And I'm just like, is this because I don't like her character or is the delivery not where I need it to be because it just seems so extra. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so funny. See, her acting has never been something I've critiqued harshly. Maybe it's because it was her first film. Yeah. That I feel I like mean, she did her thing with I it. I feel like what I will say is she definitely got better. Waiting to exhale, Peter's wife. I don't think about her acting in those roles. Cinderella, never. <laughs> yeah. But in this movie, I feel I feel the green. I do. First time out the gate, but I I she sold it for me still. Like she is Rachel. Like I almost have to be like, Whitney, was this you? Like you this was this your general behavior of that era? Did you have some of this? Listen. Some of these qualities. Would it? 
uh, not the way people describe the the nippy, you know, because people talk about <laughs> the real Whitney nippy. And then there's nippy, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, one could say Rachel went a little bit too far, right? Again, I think the whole Portman situation was not a good look. But like I said, remember the catalyst of all of this behavior. Like, I don't like the idea of just because a guy doesn't have the same level of like emotional reaction to a situation the way that a woman may means that it, her behavior is less justified than he is. She's also a star who gets whatever she wants. There's that. Nine times out of 10. There's that. But I also think there's a way to treat people after you've gotten in their guts. And this just was not it. I agree. I'm not saying he is without, <laughs> you know, fault. But she definitely was swinging her power around when it, when it came to him. Remember, you work here. You work for me. She was she was on one for damn sure. I mean, it, it was like... Is the crowd necessary? Well, quick bitch and farmer. This, this is, is what you're getting. You do paid. get paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. okay, Rachel. Okay, Whitney. With her Sorry. skin glowing. <laughs> I was like, I can't even be that mad at you. You look so beautiful. It's upsetting. Rachel changes her tune when she gets a phone call from her presumed stalker. He agrees to stay on, Frank does, but with conditions. And takes her and the fam out of town to his father's place, this remote lakeside cabin home. Was it wise for Frank to take her to his father's house, given the threats on her life? I was really surprised by that. Part of me understood it because no one would have connected the dots, frankly. But then the other part of me was thinking, he really does care about her. He really does. And because how many other clients get to meet daddy? <laughs> highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. So, and then it was so beautiful, those views. And I put in my notes, huh? Kevin Costner in nature. Surprise. Ironic. <laughs> it's like we have dances with wolves, we have water world, we yeah. even have freaking field of dreams in his current role in Yellowstone, like him, Kevin Costner in a mountain isn't really far-fetched <laughs> <laughs> yo his daddy was a real one though for being down with this you know yes. what i mean so appreciate him i enjoyed his father this is a movie remember when me so guys me delora and one of our other friends shamika did a game night recently where we got together Yay! and delora is getting her chest on and me and shamika <laughs> are not into chess but this is the movie i referenced and i was like some people play chess the same game for years yeah. it's because i'm thinking about this game between frank and his dad they said they've been playing for three years which yeah. is crazy I love you, it. are you as good as fletcher because fletcher his moves were a one very impressive <laughs> uh something i'm shooting for for my baby girl i'm not bad okay um but i still have a lot to learn girl y'all all of y'all are ahead of me that's all i can say <laughs> i told you I'm i like knew the I knew the night moved in the L. That's about it. Well, like I was telling you and Shamika, it's like, you know, I feel like chess can be such a metaphor for life. Like the way I've been playing has been very defensive. So I need to work on my opening so I can be a little bit, I can work on my offense. Like, like I, I need to stop being so reactive when I play. So. Gotcha. This trip 
unfortunately, did not stay peaceful for long. Fletcher was almost blown up in a boat. Girl. The phone lines were cut and a killer makes their move. Nikki, Rachel's sister, had unfortunately hired said killer to take her out due to her envy. She ends up getting killed instead. Delora, what did you think of Nikki as a character throughout this film and about this confession the night of her murder? I referred to Nikki throughout all my notes as dirty Nikki. Um, <laughs> I also put jealousy is unbecoming. Man. She was salty since the first time she was on that screen. Absolutely. And what surprised me the most is that apparently Rachel was too busy to notice or something because I wouldn't keep that energy around me. And the thing is, maybe she noticed. I just don't think one would ever think that your own sister would hire a hitman to try to kill you. Along with the confession of, I would never, never pay anyone to hurt the baby. You would hurt the baby by killing his mother. I say that every time I watch this movie. Like, how are you not hurting Fletcher? Even if you don't kill him, you're taking his mother from him, ma'am. But clearly she's she's gone that you would even have gone this route in the first place. My thing with Nikki is you could have been Solange, sis. You could have been Solange. You could have been out here doing your own thing. You chose to live in your sister's shadow your whole life. You chose to work for her. You chose I'm, to give up I'm on your own so dreams. I'm so glad that you said that because I was like, what are, what are your choices? Who said that you had to be with Rachel? No one said that. By the time she makes a move on Frank at that cabin, I'm like, so you literally have tried to have the seconds of everything your sister has probably ever had. You went after this man knowing he had just been fucking your sister. You could have chosen somebody else. Why? Is it, it? It's all in your head. I wish that y'all mom had been like Miss Tina and put y'all in therapy as children, as she recently said, to help combat these types of feelings and these types of issues. The side eye that Nikki had throughout this entire film towards her sister, you've made this bet. Like I said... I'm surprised Rachel let her stay around. I would never let someone with that type of energy be around me. The quintessential don't kill my vibe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what's crazy too, is you think about, you think back to scenes where she was talking about Rachel, I think it's time you take my precautions. What? The precautions from the killer that you hired to murder me? (laughs) It's just wild. It's just wild when you look at the full picture. Desperate do you have to be to where you're like, yes, I am hiring a killer to kill my sister. What? She said, I paid him and then some until it's done. Do you think that Rachel ever found out the truth? Honestly, I don't know, Ashley. I don't (laughs) know because nothing really gives me the indication that yes, she knew about it because at that point she was grieving her sister and she was trying to get her award season on. You know what I mean? 
I don't think he ever told her. I don't think she ever found out that it was Nikki who did this. Do you this. think she should know? That's a good question because my mom brought up the fact that is it better to like hate your sister or is it better to live with the guilt of possibly feeling like you were responsible for your sister's death? You know what I mean? And those are very strong emotions. Yep, exactly. So I don't think she was probably ever told though. I do think that Frank would have taken that and not put that on her. But I'm, I'm not sure what which I think is worse because the way that Nikki was set up in this movie, she got what she asked for, in my opinion. She got what she asked for. Agreed. It's Oscars night, the Academy Awards, and Rachel decides to still attend despite the killer still on the loose since she's up for Best Actress. She wins, and the killer who turns out to be Portman, makes his move. Dun, Frank, dun, dun. Girl, Frank tanks that bullet to save her and takes Portman out. Can you imagine if this ish went down at the Academy Awards? Slap where? Slap who? That would be out the window, wouldn't it? Out the window. Did you have any idea, can you remember having any idea or inkling that Portman was going to turn out to be the killer? No. I think this is where the movie succeeds in the element of surprise, providing that thriller. There were so many roads that led to different directions. Mm. You had the creepy fan guy, the blonde mm -hmm. hair. Um, you had the guy that showed up at the cabin and then you found out about the sister and we've seen Portman. We knew he was a jackass based off of Florida, <laughs> but the assumption is he's similar to farmer, just a retired body car guard for, you know, pay. I didn't see that coming. When I think about the things that happen after the reveal of Portman, Portman tried to get hired as her bodyguard. He would have taken her out so easily had that happened. Mm. He was around, obviously, during the, the Miami trip. He could have taken her out then, yet you chose to try to sleep with her instead. How mm. crazy and messed up is that? You show up because you're friends with Frank. So you know where Frank's daddy lived. Like so many things, I was like, wow, this was really, Portman mm -hmm. was really calculating a lot as this film was going on and we just are have no awareness of it. But the fact that even after he shot Frank, he was going to take try to take that final shot one more time. I was yeah. like, he's diabolical, bro. Yeah. There was going to be no stopping him. You had to kill him. You had to kill him. Yeah, I agree. As we wrap Frank and Rachel decide to go their separate ways. Did you think Frank would break his rule of not staying in one position too long for Rachel? Ashley, you have had more time to ponder this question than I have. <laughs> That's a great question. He has been in, in the sheets with her. He has bonded with her child. He has saved her life. If there was going to be an exception... She this, would be it. This might have been it. But I think his pride would probably prevent him from doing that because what would he do for a living if being a bodyguard is all he knew? And it's not like he was going to sit back 
and let her be his sugar mama. Sugar mama, sugar mama. But I don't think she would have wanted to be in a relationship with someone whose life was on the line on a regular basis either. Mm, That's a good point because at the end of the movie, this last time I watched it, I was like, why couldn't Frank and Rachel still mess around on occasion? Like, I'm not working for you anymore. We'd have some rendezvous. (laughs) You You have access, but to your point, maybe it would be too much. And, you know, Frank takes his job very, very seriously. So I'm sure he's not necessarily taking breaks for booty calls, but it's a little bit of a solitary life that he's leading in that case. He can control that. And I think he probably prefers it that way because again, love makes you vulnerable Hence his 180 reaction the day after he got in those draws. Um, yeah, I was hurt for her. Etiquette. I was he like, needed, bro. He needed better etiquette. <laughs> like, do you know what it takes to get these? <laughs> on these on these million dollar sheets at that? Nah, I forgot. They were at Frank's house. This sheets probably came from the local store. Kmart. <laughs> But no, absolutely. Um, I was literally going to say Kmart and Sears. Stores that unfortunately no longer Are gone. But this was 92, baby. This was 1992. Those were still in play. This end is obviously um, huge, not only because we have the wait as she hops out of the plane and makes the last, you know, passionate, as we said, not the best looking, but passionate kiss with Frank. And we have the huge, I will always love you to wrap the song with her, with those beautiful go hoops that I need to find somewhere because they are everything. Um, And give me your final thoughts about the bodyguard. And did you have a favorite look of Rachel's in this film? Final thoughts on the bodyguard. Man. It was still very entertaining from the beginning to the end. The songs, the music is just unreal. It's just truly unreal. I don't know a movie that has really touched me in a way that like, because a lot of soundtrack songs these days aren't even in the movies like that anymore. Like just at the end. They're just at the end. And the fact that we had these fantastic memorable songs woven throughout the entire film was such a treat in the rewatch of it all also i want to say queen of the night definitely gave me some invoke vibes for (laughs) sure final thoughts the other scene that was embedded in my brain as a child was the samurai and the scarf I, i mean i i know it alluded to some things but rewatching it i'm like she really out here swinging that sharp ass sword around like it wouldn't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. And he just sat there. But I did think it was like, okay, sir. He stood up. He was like, you ain't gonna hurt me. Girl, put his chest right at the tip of the I knife. Was like, or yo, the sword, rather. Yeah. Okay. Like his daddy said, Frank, nothing scares Frank. If it does, he just keeps he keeps doing it. Fearless. I thought it was interesting to find out that he was Reagan's bodyguard. I thought that was an interesting twist as an adult, because again, it meant nothing to me as a child watching that. And my final question is, were they drinking Kool-Aid when they were, when they were playing chess? <laughs> I'm like, did the black infiltration happen that soon? I just, 
Did you have a favorite look of Rachel's throughout Thank her you for wardrobe changes? That. I think the club look is the most memorable look for me. Okay. I have to say I did not enjoy the Oscar look at all. Mm. I was like, oh, this is dated for sure. It's definitely of that era. Absolutely. It's the crystal dress for me, though. The crystal dress at the charity benefit. Yes. Flawless flawless look um i could not find any still images of that outfit anywhere if somebody sees it send it to me please um (laughs) final thoughts again thank you so much for this opportunity to recap my favorite film that has stuck with me forever for all these years hopefully it's everything you wanted it to be Ashley. you know i like i said i could have gone i could have waxed on way more i reeled it in for the sake of you guys and not you know trying to break down every scene because it could have happened but no i loved it because i like i said this this movie has grown and changed so much so it's always fun to kind of revisit what it means to you at a particular time in your life so that's what this is for me winnie houston rest in peace baby rest in peace you were Girl, the I goat sometimes don't think about that of um, vocalists you know there were like years it took me before i could listen to her music without crying mm. because she was literally the voice such a talent that every time i would hear her music shortly after her passing it just broke my heart over just the the loss of it all you know what I mean I think I had I think I and yeah that's the that I think I had mourned her so much even while she was still alive due to the spiral into addiction that I saw because again I was obsessively in love with her as a talent and as an artist back in the day and so there was so much that went into that but obviously the loss of life and then the circumstances of it and the way everything went down and it was right before the grammys and all this stuff it was just so crazy so yeah you know we're about to have the biopic come into theaters i want to dance with somebody and we'll see how that goes because there's a lot to live up to for me with with the whitney houston so absolutely excited for our next recap guys which will be Dolores favorite film but we'll keep it a mystery we'll keep it a mystery for now on that note let's get into hidden gems for the week Dolores what do you have for the people hidden gems all right Ashley I have two this week the first it's a band that I've loved since college they are back after taking a break lead singer Haley Williams has since come out with an album on her own, but they have announced a tour and a new album in 2023, and they released their first single, and it's called This Is Why. This is why I don't leave the house. I love it because I I adore Paramore. Like, you have no idea. (laughs) Like, Riot is my album and i love so many songs in between it's an anthem for everybody who was afraid to go outside (laughs) and i appreciate the humor and i also appreciate the rock and roll and kelly i love her i love her um but the song made me giggle and i wanted to share it my second hidden gem is a novel surprise surprise you guys you have no idea how many novels i've 
been knocking down. <laughs> but I am going to highlight this one because it is devastatingly gorgeous. It's so funny. One of my favorite, I guess this is an indirect hidden gem, but one of my favorite accounts to follow is Phenomenal Books. And there's this post that they made that said, me, recommending a book. This book destroyed me. <laughs> this book ripped my very being apart. I read the end sobbing in a fetal position on the floor and I didn't move for three hours. Please read it. Highly recommend it. <laughs> the fault in our stars. The fault in our fucking stars. Ashley and I, I think this was, Okay, since this is our birthday, I'm going to elaborate just a little bit more. When we were in our master's together and, and early in our friendship, we really would read books and then w watch the movies. And that was one of them. Um, breaking. Okay. Freaking breaking. Okay. So, Seven Days in June by Tia Williams, Black author, woman author. Reese Witherspoon book club pick. It came out June 2021. It is fiction, romance, novel, contemporary literature. I have been on a rom-com kick, but this one is is much more than that. It it's drama. It's young love. It's rekindled love. It's it is beautiful. I highly recommend it. It is not fetal position it's not that no worries because again i'm still looking for my happy endings okay <laughs> but you go through some things and again beautiful one of the best books i've read and i've read about 40 already this year my <laughs> endorsement. so seven days in june check it out actually what are your hidden gems all right. I have two as well. My first one is one I believe I've had as a hidden gem before, but it's season two of The Hype on HBO Max, which is a streetwear fashion competition show. Um, Speedy from Complex is back as the host, along with Offset, Beth Gibbs, and Marnie Cinefonte as the judges. Winner gets 150 k Six episodes out currently with new episodes dropping on Thursdays. If you get into the fashion competitions like I do, particularly this one, very culturally influenced in terms of some of the different um, challenges that they have, things like that. You have two people from Ohio, OH, who are contestants on this season. So check it out. My second hidden gem is actually a place, Valley Vineyards, which is an Ohio winery. And I'm actually sipping out of a Valley Vineyards glass at the moment. I've been once years before, love any excuse to sip on some wine. <laughs> this is located about 30, 40 minutes south of Dayton. They have Dayton, Ohio, that is, guys. They have wine and beer options, as well as some good food too. And that puts them over the top for me because 
I don't like going to places where I can't also have some eats. Um, indoor and outdoor space to enjoy. We caught a live music performance while we were there. So it was just overall a good time. So I highly recommend checking out Valley Vineyards. And those are my two hidden gems, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Like I said, our next recap will be Dolores' favorite film. But in the meantime, before that, we'll of course have another Headlines and Hot Topics episode to dive into. So can't wait to talk shop. Delora, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ashley. Whole month of October is ours, baby. Let's go. Guys, be blessed. We'll see you next time. Bye.